money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! Reb's ready to talk money because this is the show where Dave and Reb talk money. It's a really boring show if just Dave talks money. So really happy that you're ready to talk money. We have a really exciting show. Great guest. Uh, a longtime friend of you. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. We're going to keep everybody in suspense. <laughs> Way to go. So we like to do that. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We are so glad you're here. This is the show where Reb and I sit down, have a conversation around the hard issues of money. Most of the time, we haven't really figured it out, which is why we love sitting down and having a you conversation. You figure out the topic? Or whatever, fig- whatever we're talking about. Yeah, we, we just, no, no, I know the topic. We we, the- I mean, figured out what the answer to the questions oh, and right. yeah, all yeah, of that. No, no. So, yeah. Yes, we figure it out as we go. As we go. Sometimes no, we have these epiphanies all, yeah, as we as go Yeah, as we along. go. I know. I, yeah. we, we're not giving people much confidence in what we say then if you introduce us like that. Okay. We well, have a lot of experience. We have a lot of knowledge, but we're figuring out it out like everyone else because mm. money happens, life happens, and that's part of what we're going to talk about today. When life happens in a way that is actually devastating, mm-hmm. what do you do, mm-hmm. and how do you prepare for that? So, yeah, what do you do? So, if you if you're a first time listener and you're like, okay, this is crazy, go you know, hang tight and then listen to all the other shows that we have, and then you'll say, oh, okay, great, now I understand. <laughs> and if you're you're a, a long time listener, we welcome you again. Grab your coffee, pull up a chair, uh, and let's engage in the conversation. Mm-hmm. As Reb introduced, that you're going to do a little introduction for our mm-hmm. special guest today because my I'm very excited because my longest lifelong friend, um. And I, I don't even know if you go by Pat, Patty, or Patricia now. So you're gonna be um, comfortable with today. Well, okay. <laughs> I call her Pat, and Dave calls her Patty. She would call me Becky because that's the name I grew up with, and I switched in university. But that's another story. So if you want all the nitty gritty about me when I was a kid or high school, she'd be the woman to talk to. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, nice to be here. Um, I'm going to get her to introduce herself in a minute, but um, we are going to talk today about what we've already alluded to, what happens when life circumstances go awry, and how do we prepare now for some of those um, certainties, actually. Uh, And Pat's going to share a story in a minute, um, which is filled with a lot of hard things. But when I was thinking about her and the story that she's going to tell us, I was thinking about these verses, which um, I, I already warned her. I said, you might not you would think, oh man, um, Psalm 37 says, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, um, he gives us the desires of our heart. Um, it actually, um, verse three starts, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And I think the reason why these verses popped in my head, Pat, for you today was, um, and to encourage everyone who's listening, but 
of the hard hard parts of your life, um, the light of Christ um, has never diminished from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't hang out with you every day. I'm sure you have your moments, and I know you have because you're pretty honest about those. But um, I just I just see you still shining like the noonday. Mm-hmm. You have Jesus. Um, and your laugh is contagious and the joy that filters out even in the funny, sorrowful things that happen to you. So um, I know I'm setting up this terrible story, but we did have a lot of fun. Um, my great memories of Pat are like we get together on Sunday afternoons after church and we get together every to read. Sunday. Yeah, every Sunday. And we get together. What would you do this afternoon? Well, we read our books. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> and you're like my siblings were like you get together to read i'm like yeah what a good friend that is anyway <laughs> anyway that's, we can that's tell- the kind of friend that you don't have to talk you can just sit next to each other and then it go what a great time we had right? so, yeah. <laughs> anyway there's a lot of stories we can tell but that's not what the show is about so pat hmm. why don't you um give us like just a, a current update on who you are what do you do for a living and where you live and then we'll um jump into some of the pieces of questions we have for you. All right. Um, My name is Patty Gross. I am a speech therapist. Um, I live and work part-time at this point in Stouffville with my daughter. Uh, That's And Katie's her name? Katie's my daughter, yes. Katie is my 12-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. Okay. Uh, Which is also part of your story. So um, many years ago, actually it was 20 crazy years ago, um, Pat was engaged to be married. And um, we talked about me being in her wedding, and I was very pregnant and gonna have a baby. So, you know, we had that conversation. But um, tragically, her fiance died in a um, rock climbing accident. Ice climbing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ice climbing, yes. And then a few weeks later, my own brother died in an accident. I mean, there was full of all kinds of crazy things. And then our daughter was born, and we named her Hope because uh, we needed some hope in that season. But then um, Pat's story progressed from there. And I'm just the the reason we're talking about some of the hard parts of her story is because it um, is all about how. She, um, the need for planning for wills and legacy and what happens when you leave the earth and who are you leaving behind and how are you preparing for your family um, to have a legacy to go on after, after we don't. So Pat, why don't you tell us a bit of your story? All right. So you've already talked about Kevin. So then I met um, a gentleman named Keith. We got married uh, in 2008. Four, um, had Katie. We had took a lot of help to get her, but we've had Katie. Um, so she's 12 years old now. When she was seven and a half, um, my husband Keith passed away very, very suddenly. He went into the hospital um, on a Wednesday, and by the Monday, he was taken off life support. So um, before that, uh, oh, do you want the whole story? Well, just, I mean, he, he, he's a bit, was a business owner. He owned a yeah. mill, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So he had a okay. business, um, then, and we had been in talks. He had been trying to figure out a way to do profit sharing so that he could funnel money from the business to Katie and I, um, you know, yeah. be, do it to, uh, legally, but the, the rules had been changing at that point. So he was trying to figure that out. And we had been talking about doing a will, except, um, he wanted to get this part figured out first. Instead of having something in place 
just something until, and then it could be changed afterwards. We had nothing. Um, and, and then he passed away. And then I, a year and a half later, got, was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. um, and wasn't able to work for a long time because of chemo and surgery and whatever. So um, that's the short version. Yes, that's um, a very short summary. <laughs> and I remember connecting with you and hearing through our family and all of that, that you had lost Keith and you, all these pieces and you lost your dad in there. Um, yep. In that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and I guess the reason I, I said to you at the time when we were talking shortly after you had been diagnosed with cancer and I'm like, when you're ready, we need to have you on the radio show. It's a very terrible thing for a friend to say, but, <laughs> and honestly, but you're, I think at that point I was so overwhelmed with life that I completely forgot. <laughs> but I remember you saying to me, if I have learned, you said this and I, it stuck with me and that's why we're here today. If there is anything I have learned, I would tell people get a will. Yeah. I remember you saying that in the midst of all the fogginess, get prepared, leave a will, do yeah. something that um, will leave. Because what's happened? Like, how, how did not having a will affect your life? What happened? <clears throat> well, you lose control of, of some things, which is too bad, right? If you want to have, if you want things to go a certain way, well, it's not going to happen if you don't have a will because you don't have your say there. So because my husband had a business and we did not have a will and I was not on a a legal owner as well, um, the way the law works is that the the spouse gets something off the top of the estate. Oh, wait a minute. First of all, the government takes a massive portion always. And it's it really, really felt like they were stealing from widows and almost orphans. (laughs) That's what it felt like. It's ridiculous how much they take. Anyway, um, then the the spouse gets a certain portion off the top of the, and then everything gets split evenly between the, you, the spouse and whoever, what other dependents there are. So be, for us, it was between Katie and I. Now, automatically, she got a children's lawyer who was in charge of her her estate. money and her estate. Wow. So I have if I want to buy something large for Katie, uh, send her to an expensive camp. If I want, if I want to pay her taxes, cause she now has to pay taxes. I have to do it. I have to get permission from the children's lawyer. They don't care who you are. They don't, they don't care to know. They don't have time to do that kind of stuff. Automatically they're just in charge. So there's that. Um, and then because of the business, it's a uh, business is too volatile. The money is not secure. So either I had to buy her out, which made me financially unstable right. or insecure. And that, or I had to sell the business. And the heartbreaking part was this business had been family since mm-hmm. it's 200 years ago. Like it was, mm-hmm. so that was devastating to have to sell that business. Um, all, all at the time when you're grieving him oh. and, and, mm-hmm. and Katie, I mean, she obviously understood that her dad wasn't there anymore. Yes. Yeah. There's levels of understanding, but yeah. So we went through some really hard times with her behaviorally because she was trying to process what was going on. I didn't know financially how my finances would shake out. Like I had no idea. So he passed away August the 28th 
And I work in the schools. And by the second week of September, I was back full time at, at work. Right. Oh, Partly because I didn't know what I was going to do at home, just sit around and twiddle my thumbs and cry like what's that's ridiculous. And partly because I didn't know what my money situation was going to be. I had no idea. And you need it to be like, I got to work because I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, exactly. So what would you encourage people to do, I guess? So like, did you No, let me let me go back before I ask that question. Let's find the find out what happened. Did you sell you did sell the family business yeah. then? We, because I you weren't sell because, because you I, weren't going to buy out your daughter. No, I didn't. Uh, financially, what didn't make sense. Now, one amazing piece. Now, Keith and I were not great about financially planning for our future. We didn't have investments. We had nothing. The only thing we had done, and it was because of um, a talk that we'd gotten through my work, um, we had life insurance. Okay. So, hallelujah, I was able to pay off my house. I didn't have to. So that I don't have extra mortgage payment. Like I didn't have that kind of financial yeah. stress. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's another plug. Because you don't for, know. Yeah. For mm-hmm. like for your life insurance, like yeah. that was a positive thing for you. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And if you start when you're young, then the payments are not huge. Mm-hmm. Right. They start really small. Do it before you have any medical issues and and when you're young and then your your payments are small. And then mm-hmm. you get this big payout at the end if you need it. Mm-hmm. which right. he did anyway what was the question sorry <laughs> so 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 you but then you sold the you sold oh, yeah. the business because you could you weren't i mean because i mean let's stop and think about that for a minute a seven and a half year old now has a child's lawyer and uh and you can't make d- those kinds of decisions for her it's no. done by by a court appointed lawyer yep. or whatever and um that was that was that I can't even imagine, Patty, what you that carrying all of that. I have, I just have. Oh, I'm still dealing with health issues since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah I, the, I think the, the, the one thing that jumps out at me is, is the, you know, what you said really early on is, is you, you lose control of some really key decisions that, that if you had a will, you would at least have some say you would, you'd, you'd have yeah. some ability. And so you, you know, some of what, in a sense, happened with the estate. All of a sudden, is is like, well, I didn't choose the lawyer for Katie, and I, I you know, uh, again, I didn't have any any choice on how things would move around. Or it was more like, okay, well, I guess this is what we have to do. And, and there's a little bit that makes sense, but for the most part, you're you're really reduced in your choices. I don't want to put words yeah. in your mouth, but no, 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 it's it's totally true. I am very very thankful that the lawyer that I have for Katie is reasonable. And is very easy to work with. But my lawyer says that he's worked with other ones that are not. Mm-hmm. So, so how long do, will you, will she be the lawyer for Katie? Till she's 18? or? Yeah. And then I have to petition to become her legal guardian for finances right. and stuff. Right. Oh, man. I, I hope we're all listening to this story today. I, I'm just sorry you had to walk through that. So, so going forward, if people are listening now, how would you have done it differently? had a will definitely yeah. definitely you need to have a will you need, especially if you have children involved mm-hmm. um if you don't want anybody else having their two cents worth and you know mm-hmm. taking that control away from you you need to you need to decide what you want done i know that it's hard to think about who's going to take care of my kids and 
whatever, put something in place, just put something in place, you can always change it. Yeah. It's not set in stone. I think that is a is a misconception or a, a fear. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you don't know, you don't know how long your life is. Mm-hmm. And the people left behind are already grieving. Um, and you don't know how their journey is going to be. You don't want them worried about mortgage payments and child lawyers and la la la, all that stuff. You don't want them having to deal with that on top of the grief of losing you. How did you get through it? One foot at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, God arranged so many things. Really, my brother had a job that he knew was ending, and it ended about a month after Keith passed, um, through no fault of his own. And so he drove from London to to my house and worked here three days a week at the mill. Okay. So he ran my business for me. Well, and then he, in essence, became the broker when it came time for selling it. He took, he stepped into the role of broker, which was brutal. Um, but he was my, my standing board. He didn't become my husband. It wasn't like that, but he was my, he helped me walk through all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. practically he was, that's what he was to me. That's amazing. It was amazing. But like God just worked it out. It was, and then I didn't find out about my cancer. So we sold the mill in January, 2019. That's when it finally went through. And then it was not, so I had a month to kind of go, okay, financially I'm okay. The mill's done. I don't have to worry about it. All of that stuff. And then a month later was when I was diagnosed with cancer and God knew God knew that if he, if those two overlapped, I would have broken. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, I would have broken. So. I'm just pausing here because I'm like, I'm seeing, you know, here, here, you know, we talk about it at more than enough all the time. And on the radio show, you know, we do what we can to be prepared. So you're telling us two things, actually. One is that do what you can to be prepared, get a will because 50 to 60% of Canadians don't have wills. That's the stat, like half of the people walking around in Canada don't have a will uh, that need one. Um, but the other part is, but when you don't have it, there's still one who you trusted and provided for you in it. And that was the Lord. And, mm. and that is, that is the grace and that, and that this interesting part of our money stories and have being followers of Jesus. It, it, it is this preparation we do, the work we do, the savings we have, the getting out of debt, the living on less than we could, we make, you know, all those things that we say all the time at more than enough um, to encourage people to get a hold of their finances. But yet, but yet it's married with, with our walk with God. And it, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's, it's not only one or the other. It's, it's him in relationship with us walking it out. So that's what I hear in your story. Um, which I, I wanted to point that out because that's two beautiful parts of, of your life. So, um, uh, Dave, I don't know if you have a question for Pat, but um, I you can think about that in a sec. But what would you advise? I mean, we you just said get a will. Um, we do you, did you do we call a lawyer? Is that something that maybe Dave you can answer that, or how do we go about getting a will? Yeah, so you know it's interesting, Pat, as as we hear the story, and and again, you, you kind of admitted, you know. 
we were in the middle of, of, we were thinking about it, which is, I think one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is, is that a lot of people actually don't think about it. And so just to really be succinct on when do I need to have a will? Well, the reality is, is when you have some stuff, then you need a will. Uh, I mean, and, and that's, that could be money in the bank. It could be investments. It could be a house. It could be a family. It could be a business. It could be like you can, when you have some stuff, then thinking and just going through that one simple question is what happens if, what happens to my stuff if I were to die tomorrow? Like what would happen to my stuff? And if the answer to that question, if you've asked yourself that question, then the answer to the question is, is I don't know. Well, then you need a will. If, if the answer to that question is, well, I don't have any stuff, well, then you might not need a will, right? Like, I mean, it's that simple. We, we like to make things simple in our world, and it, it, re- it is really that simple. If I have some stuff and I pass away tomorrow, I want to make sure my stuff doesn't, goes to the place where I want it to go. And especially That's, if you have children. Especially, especially if you have children. Especially if you have a house. Especially if you have a spouse. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad she differentiated kids from stuff. You know, you've clumped us all in one. Uh, I'm part of your stuff, dude. Yeah, well, (laughs) let's keep it simple. It's all the stuff we have, right? But but to just, you know, again, to hear your story and go, you guys were thinking about it. You were in the middle of planning about it. And and I think there's uh, there's some wisdom in what you said about just get something in place, Mm -hmm. even if you know. It's, it's not exactly right, even if you know that you're going to change it. I mean, we recommend that literally you review the will, your will uh, every five years as a minimum. But at every big life change, if you have another child, you need to review your will. If you buy a property or, or sell a property or do some investments or your company grows, I mean, there, there's all of these things that, that happen that the will just needs to be updated. But I, going back to that simple question, if you have some stuff, you need to know uh, the answer to the question, where would it go if I passed away tomorrow? Because I bet you, I mean, I didn't know Keith uh, well at all, but I, I would think that if you would have, if he could have looked into the future and saw what, what has happened, he would have put something on paper. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that um, we were talking about before, you know, people are like, oh, what, where do we go to get a will? Like, this is just hard. That might be an obstacle in itself. And sometimes um, listeners, you might have a good lawyer in mind. You know, you can ask your um, people you're in the circles with at, at your pastor, your your small groups, you know, whoever, maybe find out if there's someone that they trust and they've got a, a will with. Um, another place we just found out, um, one of our financial coaches mentioned a place called Willful, which can be found on the internet, which is a complete um, uh, kind of do it yourself. Do it yourself. Right? You can go. It's W I L L F U L. I will have the um, it in the, sh- in the show notes. Show notes. And um, a little disclaimer: we don't get paid for any kind of yeah. Back no, no. We're stuff. actually it's just a resource it's that we resource. found, and we went, wow, for a hundred bucks, I can put something in place, and I can actually have somebody walk it out. I know you can go to Staples, and you can get a Canadian Will Kit. Uh, I think they're about forty bucks, and and you can you can do that as well. The key here, and and this is really having. Uh, 
as you're going through the process to, to have some questions that are in a sense being asked of you, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with the kids? What are you going to do with the house? That gives you some, some guidance and direction in, in terms of answering the question, because I know for, for a lot of us, it's, it's, well, I don't even know what I don't know. I don't, I don't know the questions to ask. Um, as I think about this end of life, because to be honest, I don't really like thinking about it, period, right? Um, so, And I'm, you want to know who is going to be in charge of following out your wishes. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. Right? What you mean, like the power of attorney? Executor, power of attorney. Power of attorney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know that on this website um, that we just mentioned, um, they will they guide you through with questions. And I'm I'm sure there are people mm-hmm. that you can chat with if you have problems that you can't figure it out, or if you're of a generation that doesn't like computers, maybe sit down with your kids, which is also a great thing to do. Um, Pat has a unique situation where talking to Katie wouldn't necessarily be helpful for her, even if she was older, maybe. Um, but but we talk. I mean, anyone who's listened to us, we, you know that s- since my brother died at the same time that your fiance had passed away, Pat, we've talked about death in our family repeatedly because our time is short. We don't know how long we have. And the certain thing is death. And um, that's not a morbid thought. That's just um, actually living according to Ecclesiastes in the, in the word of God, right? It, mm-hmm. we, we get this time as a gift, but it doesn't last forever apart from walking with Christ and, and yeah. being in eternity. And we just want to do it, leave behind and do it well. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. You know, and, and I think one of the other things that that's, uh, we haven't really highlighted, but I, I, here at the end of the show, I, I think we can um, just highlight is, is that the will really is a reflection of, of, in a sense, who you are or what you, what your desire for, whether it's, you call it legacy, um, but it's, it's your desire as, as a husband, I want to do a will because I want to take care of my wife and my kids. Like that's a reflection of actually what, what my desire is as, as a husband, right? Uh, as a businessman, I want to make sure that I have some of those things in place because I actually want my company to carry on after I pass away. It, it, it would be a shame if all of you couldn't, you know, get some the, the financial help that you need because Dave is not here. No, again, I want to put some things in place that may help the, the, the business to carry on and those kind of things. Not to mention, and, and Patty did highlight this quite clearly, there's a significant amount of stress if you don't do it. Like to delay this, it just heaps the the the, the stress on those who are left behind. Not you. <laughs> I, I I have one quick. You have to. I know it's. A I quick, know. I'm looking at the timer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the quick thing. How did you have you kept your joy, in 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 your life? It's because there's hope. Mm. That's and, isn't all there is. And that's I'm the, see Keith again. Yes. Right. Yeah. So there, it's not. It's not final. I don't know how people do it if they don't have that hope. Mm. I don't know. There's more to our life. It's what Jesus said to us. Um, There are things way beyond what we even understand. So, Lord, I really want to thank you for your faithfulness to Pat. I thank you for her story. I thank you for her willingness to share it in these few minutes. Um, That we would um, do what we can to plan, but also to 
to cling to you, Lord, because I look at her life and I see how she's clung to you and how she's put her hope in you and that her hope is that she will see those um, she loves again, as we all will, um, who trust in you. I just thank you. And I pray that you would give the listeners wisdom today on how to walk this part of our planning out in our daily life today. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for joining us today. You're welcome. It's, I'm glad well, I'm, I'm glad I can be part of encouraging people to do this. And I'm I'm gonna say to the listeners, um, take note. Um, that's that's why Patty took the courage and came onto the show today. It was not easy for her. It's not an easy story to share, uh, but she wants people to know how um, how they. She wants people to know how important it is. And so thanks for joining us, Patty. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.